I am Jamie Rose, and this is The Photo Breakdown. Photo Breakdown is a podcast where I talk with a photographer sharing the story of a specific photograph, technique, or business win. I'm your host, Scott Wyden-Kivowitz, and this is The Photo Breakdown. Let's break it down. Hello, my name is Scott Wyden-Kivowitz, your host of Photo Breakdown, and today I am sitting down with Jamie Rose to talk about a photo that actually isn't Jamie's photo. (laughs) <laughs> so this is this is a this is gonna be a fun one. Uh, I'm really excited to talk about this one, uh, and it's gonna be a first for the podcast as well, which is um, gonna be really interesting. So, hi Jamie, uh, hi. welcome to the photo breakdown. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> yeah. So last time we talked, we actually spoke uh, or talked, I should say, face to face. We we uh, we actually talked for a different podcast I was hosting called the WordPress Photography Podcast, which I'm. No longer the host of, um, but uh, this is this is this is my new show, and I am happy to have you here. So, uh, we are going to start with two questions to kick things off to let the listeners get to know you a little bit. And the first question is, what are you not very good at? Oh, so many things. <laughs> In like the photo world, I, I would it can be say. wherever, whatever you want to, wherever you want to go with this. Um, I'm not very good at adapting to new social media. Oh, <laughs> I I get so frustrated with every five minutes there being like a new thing. <laughs> so it takes me a little while to adapt, but um, I'm trying really hard to get over that. And I did this year because I embraced Clubhouse and mm. I jumped in early and I've, I've really enjoyed it. And it taught me that I shouldn't be such a like fuddy-duddy about, <laughs> about new ways of communicating, given the fact that I'm a communications professional. Right, right. Well, so has has Clubhouse been a fun thing for you to do, or has it been uh, something that actually has been a business generating activity now at this point? Um, both. But both. I have to say, it has been life changing, and I wouldn't have expected that because we started a club called Documentary Storytellers with um, our nonprofit Wildfire Media, and. Every Friday for 36 weeks, now we have been hosting this show called What's Inspiring You This Week. And I like I still can't get over the fact it's been 36 weeks so far (laughs) straight. And every single week, like a core group of people are always on. And it's become this just really bright spot in my week. It's and it's 8 a.m. on Pacific time. So I get to start my Friday with this really like inspirational group of people, photographers, communicators, digital experts, like it's so great. And we just get to talk about what's inspiring you this week. And then I met through that uh, people at the Curious Society, which is a new nonprofit dedicated to photojournalism. And so we've been able to partner up on different discussions and they have a Tuesday night group where it's just a bunch of photographers sitting around talking about like whatever is the news of the day. And (laughs) I've met so many people that I never would have met before, like from Brazil and India and the Philippines. And I mean, it's just so entirely different from any other social networking tool that I've ever used. And I mean, it's great because we've 
expanded our our audience for Momenta workshops and wildfire media. And it's it's just been really great. So I, I have to say I was so pleasantly surprised by how it is. And it's changing quite a bit in the last couple of months, definitely. I think that there's um I think there's a place for it in the world. I don't think it's gonna like take the place of Instagram or mm. Facebook or anything like that. But it's a really nice community building tool. So I'm I've been pleased. Yeah. That's so cool. That's it's fantastic that you've been able to uh, take advantage of something that's still fairly new to the to the social media world, um, and if for nothing else, just build great connections with people uh, all around the world. It's it's that's a that's a really cool thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so before we dive in, this episode is sponsored by my lead generation course for photographers called More Leads, More Clients. Yes, if you would like to increase the leads you're generating on your photography site, you can use the strategies I teach in my course. Access it at scottwyden.com leads. So my next question to you, uh, and you're someone who has photographed a variety of different things over the years. Um, a variety of different types of people over the years as well. And I'm wondering if you could only photograph one thing, one thing for the rest of your life, what would it be? <laughs> um, I would, I would go back to doing humanitarian healthcare coverage again. It was nice. the most inspiring and covering, you know, humanitarian healthcare workers from a documentary perspective was what I consider to be like the greatest honor, especially when the clients and the doctors would allow me into their lives and I could photograph people, you know, at some of their darkest days and then some of their most jubilant. And that was, that was really, it was, it was truly an honor of my life. And if I could only, if I, if I had to go back to photographing on the daily and, uh, and I could only do one thing, it would definitely be that. You know, for the that genre of what you could photograph for the past two years would probably make for something extremely interesting. <laughs> seeing 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 the ups and downs from like the ERs and the you know uh, ICUs and you know for, as far as you know even how the doctors are looking during these times. You know um, how they how they go from minimal PPE to full PPE back to you know a little bit less and then you know like seeing you could almost like being able to track the tr the 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 trend lines of hospitals throughout this uh you know in in photographs it's that would probably have been really interesting i think so and not not to diminish the the massive global effect of this pandemic and disease i think one of the things that it's done from my perspective cuz i you know i've been covering I, I covered humanitarian work for like almost 20 years. So the, and, and from a healthcare perspective, especially I, I did a lot of, you know, medical focused coverage. I think the thing that it really taught the rest of the world who is outside of that industry and that, that, you know, sort of perspective is this is what doctors do all the time. It just, mm -hmm. It just happens to be more intense. But, you know, when when you're working in a field hospital in the middle of a civil war or at a refugee camp with, you know, a infectious disease outbreak like cholera or something like that. I mean, this is this is normal for so many parts of the world that we aren't exposed to living in a comfortable Western right. 
society that I think, you know, we finally opened up the the window to, to say like, this is an intense job that, you know, you're holding people's lives in their hands, but you're also the, you know, the first person they see at a point of trauma, you could be the last person they see before they die. Like these people are so vital to our world and they're so overlooked that in a way this has been a benefit if you can say that to understanding what what those people have to go through so i think it's i think it's so i hope it change i hope that is one of the changes that comes out of this for the perspective of how vital these primary and you know daily care medical workers are to to the health and well-being and just you know general flow of our society mm-hmm. right 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 yeah there's they're always essential workers <laughs> yeah yep <laughs> that's for sure um so we're going to talk about um what's going on in in the photo work that we're going to be looking at today um mm-hmm. in a second and I, I don't I so I didn't read up fully on on this photo yet. So when I, when I hear from you, it's gonna be the first time I hear about this. Awesome. Um, so I'm 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 gonna be really interested in hearing the story behind this. And uh, so with that, um, let's break down this photo. We are looking at a photo that my guess is that it was natural light, uh, and it sort of got this dark, very natural feel to it um and but it's a it's a family you can tell it's a family of some sort and i can't tell where it where where it was photographed i mean i i can look at the description but i'm not (laughs) (laughs) um uh i i can i can you know i can tell that there's there's a lot of love going on in this photo so but this is not your photo this is no a student of yours this is a student of yours photo um yes so we're going to be looking at this or talking about this from your perspective as the photo editor and the mentor of the photographer. Yes. Okay. Awesome. So what is going on here? <laughs> okay. So I, first of all, I'm just, I'm really honored that you would have me on the show and I'm even more excited that you would allow me to deconstruct a photo from the editor's perspective, because I think in so many cases, you know, we all fall in love with our own individual photos, but editors fall in love with individual photos as well. And um, with my work with Momenta Workshops, um, you know, Momenta has been in operation for 13, almost 14 years in February. And we have, you know, focused our, our workshop programs are dedicated to documentary storytelling, either through humanitarian storytelling with nonprofits, or, you know, we do travel documentary as well. And one of the greatest parts of my job is that I get to work with so many different photographers on every workshop. You know, they're small workshops. We we have, you know, maximum of 15 people that come on them. And this particular photo came from one of our um, project series, which is documenting nonprofits. And this photographer's name is Sarah Jane Holden. She is a photographer based in Washington, D.C. And she focuses her work now predominantly on 
women in maternal health, um, women's health and maternal health. And she was working with this organization called MAM, which is a nonprofit that works with midwives in Puerto Rico. And Sarah is one of those amazing photographers that came from a completely different background. And I know that she would not be upset if I say this. She brings that baggage of imposter syndrome with her, not because she doesn't feel like she's worthy, but because there's so many people in our industry that, you know, will say like, oh, well, you didn't go to this school or you didn't have this uh, training yeah. or <laughs> so when she first came on the workshop, you know, she would say, well, I've just started out being a photographer. You know, I, I had this other career and she would always, you know, try to blow off the career. But one of the things I thought was so important was she was a, a trained um, speech pathologist. She's multiple degrees in this. She, she worked with um, children her whole life. And then she's turned her camera towards the experience of maternal health and women's health. And, and so she brings this excellent perspective that photographers really need to understanding their subjects because she is a mother and she also worked with children for so much that she has this natural ease around her subjects. But this particular photo and the reason why I chose it is there's so many things that I love about it. Yes, it is natural light. Um, one of the things that I think a lot of photographers get very frustrated with is, you know, having to work, especially when you're doing humanitarian work, you know, a lot of organizations are pretty much only open nine to five. So we don't get that like gorgeous golden hour. <laughs> mm. yep, yep. <laughs> they operate <laughs> indoors under terrible fluorescent lighting or, you know, bad, bad light, as you say. And then there's a lot of, you know, there can be a lot of process and protocols and things like that, that go into this work. So it can be really frustrating, but at the, at the same time, when your subjects are so enthusiastic about you being there and are really excited to work with you, you know, you get these like beautiful, happy moments that can come from this type of work. And this photo is just one of them. I, I, we had um, during our workshops every night, you know, people, people go out during the day, they're documenting their nonprofits, and then they come back and you have a one hour editing session with your, your coach. And um, I was editing Sarah this day. And so, you know, we pull up her whole take in photo mechanic. We look at everything, soup to nuts, even the bad stuff. And typically what I do as an editor is I'll pull up the the whole contact sheet. And then I'll just like really quickly scroll through in a slideshow just to see like, what did you do today? Let me get a feel for it. And when I was looking at this take, this photo popped up and usually I'm scrolling through like pretty fast, like, okay, 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 cool. Let's just get a feel for it. And this one popped up and I, I still remember pausing and going, whoa, this, this, first of all, this, this photo came out of the camera almost exactly like this. There's very little post-production on this image at all. But I mean, I instantly thought this is, this is a Botticelli. I mean, this is a, this is the perfect Fibonacci spiral in a photo, first of all. Mm -hmm. And second of all, I was like, this moment is just stunning. The light is beautiful. It's, mm -hmm. it is Madonna and child with Joseph, which I think is really important <laughs> because we, we tend to focus, we see a lot of, especially in maternal health, a lot of mother and child only. 
but this one had the whole family in and it's just it's a perfect portrait and and the thing that i just loved about it was when i said this is so amazing sarah's instant reaction was what no it's not that great (laughs) and i was like what (laughs) she's like no it's no i mean it's whatever it's fine and and i said sarah first of all i'm the coach (laughs) second of all i i you know by this point i feel like i know really good photography at this point this is really good you need to believe in yourself to believe that this is you need to believe me just trust me even if you don't believe it right now and and I just, I, I love the image for the simplicity. I love the light. I love the color. I mean, we have like such a gorgeous color palette and it's completely unstaged. It's completely unposed. Yeah. She was actually trying to get a different image and the baby just would not cooperate, <laughs> but that's yeah. the perfection of it. And um, and I think that's that's one of the joys of being an editor. You know, we, we say on our workshops, like we basically, if you're, you know, if you want to come and instruct for us, like people will say like, I want to be an instructor and I want to go to like India or whatever. And I'm like, you must understand that the majority of your time is spent in a hotel meeting room. (laughs) (laughs) We don't get to go out and shoot a lot, but the photographers bring the world to us. Mm -hmm. And it's such a special experience to be able to see a photographer like Sarah just grow and flourish in her photography and get more comfortable so that she can make such lovely images like this. Yeah, this it, the photo definitely basically defines what a documentary style photo is, right? So 100% natural from from nobody looking at the camera, they're 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 trying to engage with their daughter to get the daughter to cooperate, which obviously <laughs> is never going to happen. It just that's, no. not, that's not what happens. Um with combined with natural light or whatever light was available, right? It's mm-hmm. if she brought lights into this into the scene it's going to change the entire dynamic of the scene um and i might even argue that uh the most beautiful light is the available light without you making a mess of it right or like trying to to control it um which of course could have its own problems like you said combine a combine a window (laughs) with 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 fluorescent lighting it and you just got a whole new can of worms you got to deal with but um as you said, the colors from um, the mother shirt, the daughter shirt, the daughter's shorts, uh, and and even their skin tones are just so good. Yeah, <laughs> it just it's just it really is a beautiful photo, and I'm actually it's great to hear. Uh, it, it makes me feel good to hear that not much editing was done to it because I'm I'm personally a fan of. Uh, less is more in many cases, especially when it comes to this style of photography, less is definitely more. So, yeah, we definitely, we, you know, when we're teaching documentary workshops and when it comes to post-production, you know, our, our philosophy is we follow the ethical journalistic standards of the documentary work because people need to be able to trust the nonprofits that use this work. And, you know, the idea is to train photographers how to work with nonprofit organizations as they go forward. And it is an entirely different ball of wax. You know, some people say, like, I don't understand why you have to take a class on how to shoot for nonprofits. And, you know, my response is, like, trust me, it is like no other client you've ever had before because you're you're playing 
you know, part editorial photojournalism. And also you have to look at it from a PR donor perspective. So you you have to weigh both of those options of, of how you're going to approach the scene. And we teach everyone, you know, there has to be hope and there has to be need. If we have all pictures of need and it looks like it's, you know, the most depressing, horrible situation you've ever seen, donors are going to look at that and say, what? Like, why are we donating? You guys obviously aren't making any kind of a difference. But if you don't show that hope of like, hey, look at what happens like this photo, for example, when we have a maternal health organization that is teaching family health care, not just mother and child, but involving the fathers, involving the parents, involving the mothers in their own birth plans. Like these will create family dynamics that create moments like this. And that's why these pictures are so important. So when it comes to the post, you know, yeah, the idea of, you know, doing hyper manipulation and filters and, you know, adding backgrounds and everything like that. Like no one's going to trust a nonprofit. They're just going to be like, oh, that's stock photography. We have no idea what it really looks like in that facility. And in this way, you know, it's connecting people to that nonprofit and, and taking photographers like Sarah and training them on how to get how to get the access that you need to programs like this and how to make people in a in a medical situation comfortable. I mean, she's photographing women in, you know, exams, like pelvic exams and, you know, places that are and live births where babies are literally coming out of people. So like, you know, how do you make people feel comfortable with a camera right up in there? Right. And then how do you, how do you become that fly on the wall? Like what we see in this image, which I think is a testament to the photographer itself. Um, you know, I, I'm I'm so it, I'm looking at Sarah's website right now, and I'm looking at her with woman series, mm-hmm. and that's and from so that's this whole series, yeah. Right, right. So um, I think there's what like maybe eight photos from that series uh, on in her uh, portfolio on her website from this. So I do recommend everybody who's listening after you check out the photo we're talking about, click over to Sarah's website and also check out uh, this series as well and her other photos. Her photos are amazing. Um, I love that she's keeping the uh, high ISO noise in there. You know, she's just obviously, obviously <laughs> she's still going with whatever lights available. And in some of these photos, you can even see the curtains are closed. So there's not much light option. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, <laughs> so there's, I love that the high ISO noise is still in there. You're, it really gives you that sense of, look, I, I literally am, like you said, a fly on the wall, staying out of your way, just documenting this, the, what's going on right now in your life type of, you know, type of uh, stories going on. And um, she's got really cool framing. There's a photo of, I'm assuming it's like two nurses going to two separate rooms and there's a scale in, be- in the middle. It's just perfect framing. So um, you mentioned that she has imposter syndrome. No, and, had. Uh, I would say had. had. You know, when she first <laughs> came to a Momenta workshop, she was like, oh, well, I'm just not a professional yet. And we're yeah. like, you are totally a professional. You got this, girl. This yeah. is, you just need to, you need to stretch those, stretch those creative legs. And I would hope that that isn't there. I mean, come on, we all struggle with imposter syndrome. Of course. I think that's, I think that's pretty accurate, but I don't, yeah. I, I would hope that she doesn't have that anymore. And, and one yeah. of the things that I say in, in the, you know, in the behind the frame analysis that we did of this particular picture is 
photo editors, you know, when, when they believe in you, like listen to them. I think it's so important that, you know, when, when we do struggle with that imposter syndrome and we do struggle with being ultra critical of our own work, you know, when someone else says like, I love this picture, you know, take a tip from, from mama Rose, which was when somebody gives you a compliment, (laughs) say thank you and believe it. And I think that's really important is, um, you know, believe it when the editors say like, this is awesome. Well done, you know, and, and embrace it and enjoy it. Cause as, as we have on our very last slide of orientation, photography is supposed to be fun. <laughs> so yep. embrace it when it, when you, when you really hit all of those targets, like this image, I think is, sure. is the big lesson. Well said. Well, Jamie, thank you so much for breaking down this photo with me. Um, I got another question for you. Yeah. What should I have asked you? but didn't? Um, well, I would say, how do people sign up for a Memento workshop? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, so, so that's kind of going into my next question, which is where can listeners connect with you online? So where Momenta can our listeners... Workshops. <laughs> <laughs> I would say momentoworkshops.com. Um, if you go to the workshop section, you'll see all of the different programs that we have. Our, our 2022 lineup is, is coming out slowly, but um, we are going back to in-person next year. We're very excited. We've got some really incredible programs coming up. Our our New Orleans workshop is um, perhaps my favorite, but Puerto Rico is a very close second. I, mm. I absolutely love the workshop where this, this photo came from. And um, please check us out on Instagram as well. Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, all those good places. And awesome. you can find us at, at Momenta Workshops and almost everywhere. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you for listening to Photo Breakdown. For the show notes and to see the photos shared today, visit photobreakdown.com. <laughs>